Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert Don Pizzette, DevOps engineer Justin Dennison, security specialist Daniel Lowry, and Peter. Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Uh, those of you who are frequent uh, lifetime viewers of, of Technado uh, might recognize our guest, or if you're just listening on audio, you probably don't because he hasn't spoken yet. But we have Joseph Holbrook here, uh, who is a blockchain expert. And uh, I've been told because we're old friends and had him on the show before that I can call him Joe. So, Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for the uh, invite. Yeah, I'm glad to have you down and uh, didn't realize originally you were so close, just up the road about uh, an hour, hour and a half. So uh, good to have you actually in the studio here. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk all about uh, blockchain. We're going to talk about your new book there that uh, that Don has, Architecting Enterprise Blockchain Solutions. Very thick. Very I know. For, for our listeners out there, I'm holding up a book, which is this is the, the talent level that I've been reduced to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are the showcase showdown. The, the, I'm the Vanna the White. White. The Vanna White. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> what are they called on? Work? Barker's Beauties. Is that what they used to be oh, called yeah. on Prices Right? Back? Yeah, but that's yep. insensitive. Yeah. Back. Mm. Well, but that's you, what can, they were called. you can be beautiful that's inside and out. fact, not a statement of. Yeah, exactly. That's not my opinion. Yes. I mean, it is your opinion. Please send letters to Justin Dennison, care of IT Pro TV. I uh, always love fan mail. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Justin's going to run our first segment here where we get to know Joe or um, remind ourselves about Joe in our, our initial segment here, Rapid Fire Questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? All right, Joe. So here's the here's the point. We're going to ask you a series of questions. You got 45 seconds to a minute to answer them. Okay. If you run out of time, we're going to buzz you and we're going to make you be quiet. All right. So on paints. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, it could be rough times. And to get us started, we're going to get our most uh, expert guest, Peter. Uh, Peter, take it away. Oh, that's me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we've already started the clock, so you've got less than 45 seconds. <laughs> one. All right. Uh, first up, so we've had you on before, uh, but can you remind us uh, what My Blockchain Experts is all about, the, the company that you uh, created? Sure, absolutely. So My Blockchain Experts is really focused on promoting blockchain. It's not really about training, but it's more about promoting and really helping the uh, community of blockchain understand more about blockchain, but also the community of IT understand about blockchain. Because one of the facets of blockchain that I'm sure you're probably familiar with is it's everybody correlates blockchain to Bitcoin and Bitcoin is blockchain. Well, that's not really true. And I'm really an enterprise uh, technologist. Uh, well, I didn't even have to push the button yeah, because he got his. I, I, I was great, in great my job. head. He's on the ball. He was, he was like one and two. And Justin, <laughs> go. You're wasting I, I time. Know. Well, I got to give him a <laughs> challenge. All right. So, since the last time you've been here, you've written a book. Um, and, well, yes. can you tell us a little bit about architecting enterprise blockchain solutions, which kind of leads from the, the previous question? Absolutely. Uh, the book was actually designed more for a technologist to read and actually understand how we would take a technology like blockchain and actually use it in an enterprise. Because one of the weaknesses that I found in blockchain books was it was either development or Bitcoin, development of Bitcoin. There is no like in the middle for like a pre-sales architect, systems architect, enterprise architect, et cetera. 
All right. So, uh, like you mentioned, people think of a blockchain, they think of Bitcoin, but there are other uses for it. And I've seen it used with like StoreJ for storage and a couple of other projects out there. What area do you think is going to be the next big use for blockchain? Excellent question. I, I think right now it's really still fintech or logistics, but the area that I'm really seeing a lot of demand is around IoT, so Internet of Things. Like how, like how so exactly? I'm curious. Uh, well, there's a few things to that uh, as far as like how that would sort of come in, but basically. Oh, I'm sorry, time. These guys are cruel. I was like, man, he is doing too good. We put a time limit. He's like, Internet of Things next. Yeah. Follow up question, and no, yeah. and we're done. I got a question though. Uh, yeah. I know you're just sitting there talking about how blockchain and Bitcoin kind of get synonymously. Uh, uh, talked about, where do you keep your bit money at? Like, what do you use? And can I have some? If you just get me into it, you know, get my feet wet. That's a great question. It is a sharing economy, right? <laughs> so, you know, Uber and uh, Airbnb, and why not have like a pool of Bitcoin to share, right? Or Ethereum, right? I just need some. It's like them pennies. At so, the, so at the speaking of store. pool. <laughs> Where is your pool, and can I get a ladle? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this cyber panhandling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. talking about like a Scrooge McDuck will kind work of pool? for Bitcoin, okay? I feel Do like I there's a, a phishing screen uh, <laughs> scheme or something here. Can you go ahead and click on that for me? That'd be great. Is Bitcoin your, your uh, cryptocurrency of choice, though? Um, mainly, so that's a real good question. I like Litecoin for some reason, and also Ethereum. Bitcoin, it just seems so volatile, and it just... Hmm. I guess I'm sort of like outside of like the mainstream. I, I like the altcoins more than Bitcoin. So you'll be sending me Ethereum. Uh, sure. How good. much would you like? As much as you'll give me. <laughs> so. As much as the ransom. Is this like yes, exactly. If I ask for less, is that better? I'm not sure how this works. All right. I shortchanged you earlier, uh, but you've got uh, 45 seconds left here on the clock on this. So uh, if you could tell us about the IoT, uh, how, how you see uh, blockchain fitting in there. Absolutely. So with with IoT, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, being able to uh, take, for example, remote devices like Alexa's, for, not that I'm saying you know Jeff would allow that, but basically taking devices like uh, uh, you know remote sensors, thermostats, etc, and being able to push them off onto a blockchain-based solution, such as like Hyperledger, for example. And the reason that companies would want to do that is because it's going to provide, first of all, transparency, but also the ability to remove some, what I would call, overhead that typically is part of a traditional database. So that could be another reason that we see that. But definitely, um, that's more of an offshoot of like logistics in some respects, I think. But definitely, IoT is, is I think, probably the next potential area. It makes sense. All right. Well, um, a lot of the news we're talking about this week actually uh, applies to uh, to what we're talking about today. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in with our first uh, story with the big news of the week. And now the news. All right, so the day we are filming this uh, is actually Super Tuesday here in the United States. And for those of you uh, outside the U.S. or uh, with 
extreme voter apathy. That is the day that I think what 14 uh, states uh, have their primary elections. So the big ones, uh, California and Texas, uh, among those. Uh, and our first article is from CoinDesk.com. West Virginia ditches blockchain voting app provider Voats. I'm guessing on the name. Votes. Votes. Oh, votes. It doesn't. It's still a lot. I of see what they've done. If they're like, put a Z on it and add an A. Yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious. I didn't think anybody would screw that up. It was going to be like a joke from House, you know. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. See, there's a whole different way to spell votes. Uh, so, you mean West Virginia is rejecting technology? <laughs> Boaz. Well, so we, you know, we were asking uh, Joe just a minute ago about other places where blockchain could be used, and one way that's been posited the last few years is that it would be phenomenal for elections, right? Because you have a immutable ledger of transactions. So somebody casts a vote. It gets added to the blockchain, and it can't be modified. If it gets modified in any way, there's a record that shows it. That sounds perfect for managing votes. And so a uh, an application called Votes or a company called Votes was created uh, that made or an app. Or Voats. Or Voats, sure. We don't know. Uh, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Voatsy. I rolled five fives. <laughs> so, uh, so either way, they, uh, they created an app that would manage this. Now, unfortunately, we had that huge debacle we reported on two weeks ago in Iowa with the shadow... It was a shadow whatever app. It doesn't really matter. They're out of business. Yeah. So <laughs> that company where the app choked under pressure, wasn't able to file the results, and people are so sensitive over voting results right now that uh, everybody has just been dumping the, the apps left and right, and this is the next one that falls on the chopping block. Well, did they go away from it just because, hey, this is a, a technology voter app and not because we didn't think it was going to work? So all they said was that there were concerns about cyber tampering. But like you said, I, I, we, we would have a record in this case if, it, if there were so cyber tampering. The, the, the article is kind of ambiguous about it. And they're like, it's possible that there could be some issues maybe if, <laughs> the, the, if, if the, things go wrong, maybe. Yeah, I think the article <laughs> was sort of hinting at we don't really want to say why we're not going to use it because we really don't know why we can't use it. So, <laughs> so I think there's more to that story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the owner or the CEO or something was like, well, they can't be exploited in practicality. They're only theoretical, something of that nature. And I was like, I think that's how most things start. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about blockchain is that it doesn't stop people from hacking it. You can hack it, right? But it just, there's a record of it. So you know it's been hacked versus like previous elections where there's, there's always people, you know, accusations of voter fraud. So did it happen? Maybe, maybe not, right? We, we don't really know. With something like blockchain, we would actually be able to know that. And, the idea of it being distributed across multiple devices means that I know that the government can't tamper with it. The Democratic, uh, the, you know, the DNC, they can't do it. The Republicans, it doesn't matter. Like nobody can tamper with it without a visible record being created. Yeah, and I guess we're at the point, and, and it, I think it kind of says it here at the end of the article, that if, if there's any, any fear, uh, rational or not, about it, and it's going to make people not use it, that, that's a problem for something like, like voting. You can't so have distrust. Deep South? Yeah, the deep, <laughs> the deep state in the yeah, deep south. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all of them. They're like, no, 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 I don't trust I, it. I love how they say they're like, no, nah, we just can't trust it yet. So they go back to paper ballots where dead people vote every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's more people that voted than yeah. live here. Well, I, I mean, I heard that the the Russian engineer that made this, exactly. did a, you know, he he tested it heavily, and it should be fine. What was his name? Uh, Sergey. Hold on, where did it go? Yeah, Sergey Kronkowski or That's something. It. I think it was Mikhail. It. <laughs> 
So Gorbachev. Is that, yes, Mikhail Gorbachev <laughs> made this. Uh, Junior, Mikhail Gorbachev Junior. Now, I, yeah. I, I do suppose uh, that like 50% of tax would be valid here, right? Uh, Joe, is that a realistic thing? That that definitely could be a scenario, depending on, of course, the node type set they use and the distribution. But I would say yes, without knowing any more, absolutely. Oh, I didn't think about that, the node type. So if it was if they controlled all the nodes, then a 50% attack wouldn't be possible. Shouldn't, yeah. unless if there's a really rogue insider. <laughs> Raise your hand if you know what the hell they're talking about. You don't want an well, Equifax I, I moment, I right? A 50% attack, because uh, we've talked about this before, is like when if if more we than 50%, 50 of, of, your of the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If more than fifty percent of the uh, uh, of, of people agree that something took place, then it took place, basically, in, in yeah. terms of the ledger. Yeah, I, I would just like to point out that uh, PVR I knew what I thing. was talking about. Well, they did this on a Silicon <laughs> Valley. Made this up. They did this on Silicon Valley oh, when they the had reason. the. Uh, oh, uh, right. there. Yeah, so in, in Bitcoin mining and, and really anything that uses blockchain, right? Uh, you have people who are using it and all of their transactions are being digitally signed by the people who are mining the coin. Although in this case, there's no coins, so there wouldn't be traditional miners, right? Uh, so in a situation like Bitcoin, if you controlled more than 50% of the miners at any time, and, and you know anybody could bring these up, bring up a big data center, that you could push through false transactions. And since now more than 50% of the nodes are reporting that's a valid transaction, that would become the new truth. That's really hard to do on a public blockchain. But here, with this one, it would be almost impossible if, if they said, all right, we're not letting anybody in the public do the mining, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, we're the voter isn't isn't the one you can right. get 50 percent of the population to say hey, go with me on this but i'll, I'll explain it to you later justin um so <laughs> thanks i'll explain how you're not getting paid later. <laughs> is he in charge of that somehow yeah yeah it's uh... hey well stick around we've got more news coming up uh right after this quick break on technado with john Pazette. how do it pros stay up to date with the it pro tv webinar series of course Twice a month, IT Pro TV presents a webinar available at no charge. We are here talking about high velocity, yeah. But today we're talking those wonderful, I loved his, like you said, the alliteration of the hidden hacker hardware. Wouldn't that be really, really cool if we did that? Oh, look at this. You can catch IT Pro TV webinars live or on demand at your convenience. See them all. Visit www.itpro.tv webinars. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pazette. We've got a lot of news to get to. We also have our friend Joe Holbrook here in the studio with us, uh, teaching us about all things blockchain, and especially Justin, who really doesn't know. He doesn't even know what a 50%. Uh, <laughs> He's never going to let this happen. Yeah, yeah. no. I didn't even know what it was I, called, though, just now when I tried. I had to really refresh. We was about to get this one flagged real hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Justin is a rare breed of developer, right? Because he's a developer that could kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Like, ah, oh, Peter got headbutted on <laughs> Didn't see it coming. It Justin's a got a really hard frontal bone there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our first article here uh, from Creative Blo Blog with a Q. That's oh, Block, geez. bro. Block. I'm just not. I thought you were a blockchain. Uh, like. And then there goes his <laughs> cred. Um, yeah. Uh, Jackass. Okay. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> this first headline, Apple's, uh, uh, four, no, I'm sorry, Apple's $400 Mac Pro wheels have another huge problem. And so is the first huge problem just the fact that they're $400? That is the first huge <laughs> so, problem, yes. So this is for like the $52,000 
Three, it'll fit on the six thousand dollar right. one. It'll fit on the six thousand dollar one. So the uh, you know the the new Mac Pro came out back in was it December? We reported on it because it was outrageously expensive, right? Uh, Starts November. at yeah. six thousand dollars, right? Five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So uh, it's already a steal, but it just sat on the floor, and so people said it needed feet to be lifted up, or even better, wheels. Oh. And so it's taken a few months, but Apple finally released a wheel kit. The wheel kit. Is four hundred dollars, which, which is only a hundred dollars a wheel, if my math is right. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that is accurate. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is an outrageous price considering you go to Home Depot and get some little casters for. You know. <laughs> I mean, hell, I got a Harbor Freight for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got six hundred wheels for four dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> right, but if I went to Home Depot, what would those wheels have that these wheels don't? Uh, they would most likely have at least one brake. Secondly, I could get them all terrain. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. Ride it down a hill. I just saw our CEO run by chasing after his 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 Mac. No, his Mac. Mac. (laughs) Because that's the problem. If you if you uh, look in this article from Creative block dot com with a Q. Uh, there's a picture of a or a video of a guy the floor is not letting level. go and so apparently starts rolling the, away. Like, <laughs> friction and resistance of these wheels are about the same as that door over there on Studio Four. Yeah, yeah. That thing, like zero I, resistance. That thing will take your fingers off. Yeah, I know yeah. from experience. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine your fifty thousand dollar Mac just rolling away down the hallway with, with your what was it three hundred dollar. Uh, display stand with your what oh, yeah. ten grand display it took to it. Yeah, oh man, all fast. that is well, broke. Uh, the uh, Twitter yeah. user at Johnny Ive parody uh, has created the Wedge Pro <laughs> yeah. for only nine hundred ninety nine dollars, which uh, that's per wheel, uh, which is basically <laughs> just lo- it looks like a doorstop that you just stick under the wheel there. But but look at the the form and function. No, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. I feel yeah. for that kind of money. They should have made the case out of like resin cash, <laughs> just <laughs> like hundred dollar bills just wrapped around. <laughs> This thing. Ever, did you ever see that Conan O'Brien uh, like a little cutaway skit where they talk about the iPad Mini and the iPad Mini Micro Mega Max? Yeah. And no, like, no. Oops, it's the same size as the iPad Mini. Our bad. <laughs> and at the end, they're like, "We're drunk with power." <laughs> I know there was one where Bill, uh, not Bill Gates, where Steve Jobs was saying like, uh, or they were pretending to be Tim Cook, and he was saying, uh, "You know, just be glad it even has a charging port." Johnny Hive, he, he won't let me have holes on the device. <laughs> Well, they uh, uh, they also released a five hundred dollar uh, leash that you can get. Uh, <laughs> you can tether this to anything. Actually, that's just the power cable. As long as it's plugged in, yeah, you're fine. Good point. You Unless be it's secure. on top of your desk. You know, I didn't think about that. Technically, this is a non-issue. Well, if you've got the handle at the top, you kind of tie the power cord through <laughs> at one time before you put it down, so it's not you know pulling on the. So, cable. Now, if it's up cable. on top of your desk, though, that is an issue still, right? Because if your desk isn't perfectly level, well, I don't know but if, if it, you get if the it's wheel up pack. On your desk, then. and you have a wheel pack, and you got your own issues. Like that, that's your fault. Well, <laughs> but you're blaming the victim here. I, I'm not leaving my $53,000 Mac Pro at my desk every day. Oh, I got to wheel that thing out to that's my right. car and take it to, to the, the vault. House. You got to yeah. put it in the vault. I got a safety <laughs> deposit box space just for that mug. No, I see like little airline, you know, what do they call them, chocks that you put on oh, each yeah, side yeah. of the. Like, I'm going to make an Etsy store tonight. <laughs> I no, feel like you could buy a vault for less than $53,000 to put your MacBook in. I think since you've so. been buying an iPhone every year, you're just supposed to stick your iPhone under the wheel. The, uh, the old uh, ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the thicker ones, like a nice, so, a nice four or five will fit Do you remember there. those old vacuum cleaners that had the retractable cords, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 The Electrolux. So does that have a retractable cord like that? Because if it is, you plug it in, you retract <gasps> it to where it's taut, and then it can't roll anymore. Yeah. Until smart. it comes unplugged. Until but it comes unplugged. That's another $2,000 feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come that with mechanical that mechanical reel yeah. is just, you can't even hear it. The ball bearing. Joe, are you a Mac guy or a PC guy? 
I'm I'm a PC guy. Yes. You know what? Get your stuff. And a Linux. <laughs> Linux. More Linux than anything. Oh, okay. So, You're cool. Uh, you, are, you can yeah, hang out. Yeah. You can hang out. I like out. take those old uh, workstations and load some of that Linux stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. buddy. You know, mm-hmm. Ubuntu and you could, ESD. You could put you know pieces of an old uh, like Windows laptop underneath as well. <laughs> that would stop it from rolling. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you could go buy a brand new set of Chromebooks. I think. Yeah. For cheaper than cheaper than the wheels than the the iWedge. Yeah, you could at least get like true. fire tablets or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get the wheel kit though. I don't have this this Mac, but I have the uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, so I'm gonna get the wheel kit on this just to test it out and see how it works. So sure. does it have like a proprietary threading system or something? Probably. Yeah, because they're lightning connectors. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because as soon as they showed me that, I was like, I am not paying a hundred dollars for a caster. <laughs> they just switched them to USB C. Yeah. It's really annoying. So, uh, yeah. So I just need to get a drill, and I will go ahead and get this taken care of. On my work machine. Well, we've been making fun of Apple, but our next article moves over to the West Coast. Well, no, that Apple's West Coast, too. Uh, I screwed that one Moves up. north. This is why I don't Man, do Man, i tell you what, this podcast has just been filled <laughs> yeah. with... These people stupid. All right, this one, I know how to pronounce the website here. This is TechCrunch.com. Microsoft's Cortana drops consumer skills as it refocuses on business users. First of all, uh, the, the news that I'm taking away here is... Apparently, Cortana had consumer skills. Yeah. Before. I didn't realize. I'm glad you said it because I was like, what? What's Cortana? Do you, do you use Cortana? <laughs> no. Is that that crazy lady on Who the Halo game? Cortana? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is that Portal? So, you know, Apple pushed Siri really hard when, when they acquired the Siri company Garbage. and made that their product. And it's not very good, no. right? Google countered with their Google Assistant, which actually is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazon pushed Alexa, which is decent, right? Uh, you know, certainly Siri is, is the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I used to say. And then Samsung decided instead of just using Google Assistant, we need to launch Bigsby, oh, yeah. which was pretty bad and, and nobody used. You mean the thing I don't use on my phone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you get frustrated because it's a hardware button, yeah. like yeah, that you can't a, disable or. But that's what you get. Well, Microsoft decided to come in at fifth place with Cortana. Let's create a voice assistant that's part of Windows and the Windows mobile operating system, which is now gone, so really just Windows. And the thing is, people don't use it, and it's super annoying. I, I get frustrated. Like I, I turn it off because it takes up too much space on the taskbar on a Windows machine. Uh, but I, I've made fun of it for a while, and I just assume nobody used it. But now Microsoft is kind of confirming that, that on the consumer side, people are not using Cortana at all. And so they're removing that functionality from the start menu where real estate is a bit of a concern. Well, even if I use Siri on my phone, you know, which I do from time to time for certain things. <laughs> if you I, want to go to the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, setting an alarm or, or a reminder, things like that. I've <laughs> never used on it once. I've never used it once on my laptop. And now that there's no yeah, Windows on phones. Purpose. Yeah. yeah, on purpose. I hit that button all the time. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think it's the same thing with Cortana. So where it's only on the laptop. It, now, it no says phone. business users. Does this mean... In the near future, the only way we're going to be able to get to our SharePoint stuff is to get, hey, Cortana, take me to SharePoint. You can get to your well, SharePoint stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. We have SharePoint? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know where they're going to be going with this. On the business side, I know there's several Azure services that have Cortana baked in that you can use, and <clears throat> and they have voice navigation prompts when you call into their VoIP servers, which are technically powered by the same thing as Cortana. I don't know where that's going to end up, uh, but for right now, I don't think Cortana's in really great shape, and Microsoft has put a ton of money into it, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see where that goes. You have Cortana support in the Xbox? It's integrated mm. into a lot of different weird things, and we'll just have to see. But I, I think all of the voice assistants are solving a problem we didn't have. I, I'm in my mind. I'm just seeing a movie in the future called like 
Siri versus Cortana and like Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> in my, you know, Christian Bale's doing the voice of Siri somehow. He's a method actor. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's I don't know how he good. does it. He, both he lost some, 70 pounds for that, I heard. They're both in some it's kind of like first product race and nobody cares who wins. Yeah. yeah. yeah so who's listening to your house, Joe? Is it uh, Alexa or? Actually, we have no devices in our house. I gave oh, it to my yeah, family. Just, I, I don't here. trust those companies. I'm you know what? I, I like him. I like him. I hate yeah. all those things. Even, Wait, even he my thermostat has Alexa. <laughs> yeah. He's got his yeah, money. Actually, and we're known as a surveillance house because I have cameras everywhere, yeah. but they're wired. I don't do wireless because I used to be a Navy ET, and I know, you know how to hijack those signals and stuff, so... <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so you don't want to be my neighbor because I might be listening in. <laughs> John, John, is that the Tempest technology for snatching stuff out of the ether? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it's not a bunch of FOSS cams? <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. You got, got $60 each on eBay. Two-day shipping. We're still going to do this challenge one week where just during the entire episode, Daniel's over there trying to get it logged into my house uh, to see that one FOSS cam. And then two minutes into the episode, hey, I got it. It's yeah. funny. But, yesterday, I went down a rabbit hole on Showdown of webcams. I was like, why does this keep showing 200? Oh, it's just, I'm sure this is a default install. I know I just got a point burp suite at this and I'm in. Don't do it, Daniel. Yeah, Don't do it. Prison's not worth it. <laughs> just, just to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, looks like Cortana will be coming to the workplace uh, for everyone very soon. You'll just have. Everyone just yelling from their cubicles all day. That's Cortana and SharePoint. Sounds like a dream relationship, right? What, what do you say to her to start it? Because you say... <laughs> oh, man. No, you yeah. say, you say uh, Alexa, you, or you say, okay, Google. You just say Cortana? Oh, hey, man, I Is thought you were going for it, Don. Yeah, I thought we were going to get flagged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what Justin? Uh, what you don't want that, do you? Uh, no, no. Shut I like my job. I want to remember to ask you about this one after the episode's <laughs> over. All right, let's go to our next article uh, from Pharonix. Unity 8 desktop renamed to Lomiri? Lomiri, yeah. Lomiri. Good job. Nailed that one. <laughs> All right, so, so but I don't understand what any of those words are. Also said, so. pronounced Lomiri. Uh -huh. Lomiri. Lomiri. I like it. Why did they rename it that? On, on their website, they actually had the pronunciation, <laughs> and it was Lomiri. I, I looked it up because I didn't want to say it wrong. So, um, you know, Ubuntu, back in Ubuntu 16 and not 18, right? So in, in 16, they switched to the Unity desktop environment in place of GNOME when they were trying to make it where they could have Ubuntu run on a cell phone, a tablet, a desktop. So it was an all-different UI. Didn't they switch back? I'm though? getting the look. They did, right? Because Unity sucked. And most people didn't like it, and they, they released the Ubuntu phone. It sold a little bit, and then they canceled the project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And so when the project failed, so did the Unity desktop. And in the latest versions of Ubuntu, they switched back to GNOME. And so they are on the GNOME interface again. Well, the Unity desktop apparently is the technology that won't die. So it is still being supported by a couple of organizations that are dreaming of a Linux phone or Linux tablets that are out there. Uh, the problem is the Unity name is a little bit confusing and it's got a bad stigma attached to it because it sucks. So they have opted to rename that project to Lomiri. So if you are a fan of the, the Linux phones or the Ubuntu phones, if you want to follow that, uh, the new title is L-O-M-I-R-I -I Lomiri. I'm glad you did look that up, uh, the pronunciation, because I, I do the comments on our YouTube page, and I'm still getting uh, comments about Debian. <laughs> yeah, well, Debian. <laughs> Debian. Look, you know it's named after people. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you.
Their names are. Well, they're, they're George. Those same people ain't making comments now, are they? <laughs> Peter's like, they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. oh, one I of them's st- dead, right? <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm talking about our YouTube comments. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you know, like one of our YouTube So, long story short, he's not commenting anymore. <laughs> so, Just going to throw that out. There. <laughs> I fixed the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, I assume that, Daniel, you would be first in line for a Linux phone? Probably not. No? I mean, technically, aren't we kind of running Linux phones? Yeah, yeah I guess Android we are. Anyway. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so. But you can go hardcore, like the Librem. Like, well, and I say that. Now, let me back up. It might be entertaining for me to like have a, a really mobile hacking platform. So if it's running, ooh, real, like, like, a, like real a Linux, kinda. yeah, that I can I don't have to jailbreak the thing to try to make it but do something other when it does. It would have to be a spare device. Like I wouldn't want that to be the right. device I also call nine one one from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this would be this would go in my bag uh, when my I go to conferences. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I had a I think it was like a Galaxy S three years and years ago, and I had flashed a cus- custom ROM onto it. And I in the flash the street, yeah, I was a big flasher back then. <laughs> Nothing to do with the phone, streaking, yeah. but and yeah. uh, and I was reading the release notes for one of the new versions of it, and it was like, known issue, cannot dial nine one one. I'm like, why the hell would you run this? Like, why is this even out there? No issue, not really a phone. Yeah, yeah so, much. <laughs> so I have no idea what was wrong with it that would make it not do that, but that's what happens when you mess with your phone. So just out of curiosity, the who Lomiri? I understand renaming it a Unity because when I think when I hear Unity. I think uh, the mo- like the game development platform, right, right? Uh, for 3D or 2D platformer games. But who who's still using Lomiri? You said it's not going to die. Like what what is it being used in? Oh, so they are still developing it and actively upgrading it, hoping that there will be mobile devices because the, the UI was much more responsive to different sizes. Mm. Like GNOME does not play well on a five inch screen. Um, GNOME like the DPI scaling in GNOME totally sucks. So to, to scale down for a smaller screen does not work very well. Yeah. Uh, Wayland tries to fix some of that, but Wayland breaks a lot of stuff. So uh, you know most people are left with their standard X window with GNOME on top of it, and Unity solves all that. But there were a lot of different problems with Unity, so it, it'll continue to get supported. We'll see if it ever goes anywhere. Wayland Jennings. Yep. Wayland Jennings. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I was going to break into song here in about two seconds. And, uh... <laughs> Finally get to push uh... that now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's head over to letsencrypt.org for our next article. Let's Encrypt has issued a billion certificates. So this what, do is... they want a cookie? <laughs> Congrats, <laughs> Josh and Sarah, <laughs> authors of this uh, story. Uh, yeah, so this, this is a PR piece, obviously, because it's on their own uh, blog here, but a billion so, certs, that's a lot. I wonder, do you think a billion people uh, ordered them, or are they just... Sent now. I'm, I'm gonna, it's, just, it's just them ordering their own <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, We're about to hit that billion. <laughs> like, I like, I like the Let's Encrypt service, but is there anything else in the article past the, the title? All right, let, let's talk about why this is important. Thank right? you. Uh, <laughs> because it is. Last week, we had the, uh, the bombshell from Apple about how they weren't going to support certificates that had a lifetime over 13 months anymore. You know, that your certificate had to have an expiration date within the next 12 months. And that's a bigger push that we're seeing in the industry for people to have certificates that don't last as long, that renew a lot more frequently. And the old pay model, where I had to go to VeriSign to buy a cert or DigiCert or somebody like that, where... I generate the cert, I pay them to sign it, so now there's a chain of trust that's built up so people can verify like, that. Like a, like a blockchain, if you will. Oh, similar, except entirely controlled by one entity. Um, and a good so, spot for blockchain. Yeah, the 50% attack's easy then. Well, 
So what Let's Encrypt did is they said, why is this a pay thing? Like by having this pay boundary in place, it's making people not want to to generate uh, excessive certificates, and it's making people want to do two and three year deals to get a discount, which makes the certificates weaker. So Let's Encrypt took funding from. Microsoft, Cisco, Apple, a bunch of really big names in the tech industry, and they created a totally free infrastructure for you, where you can go and generate certificates that are signed by a root certification authority that is trusted by all of the major browsers. And it's reached the point now where most people have no need of actually buying a uh, a certificate from a company like VeriSign or Digital. You can do it here for free on Let's Encrypt, and it doesn't cost you a dime. And so the fact that they've issued a billion certificates shows you that a lot of people are putting their trust in Let's Encrypt. So that's why it's important. But I got that from the title. <laughs> well, I didn't say I had to read the rest of the damn thing. But <laughs> hey, speaking of browsers, because we have two minutes and 40 seconds left in this uh, article, and obviously we're not really impressed. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you still using the Brave browser? Yeah. Still liking it? Yeah. Yeah, I will tell you the. Give the me thing. a two-word answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was getting her there, jackass. <laughs> uh, so the only thing I've encountered is um, if you go to checkout through eKerma, like it's a consistent thing where you go to checkout, there's some kind of post back or there's some kind of tracking that it's going to block, and then you just get like a weird white screen, and you can't progress until uh. you do shields down, and then it'll post, it'll process your transaction, and then you can shields up. But fortunately, when you're paying money for something, they don't usually inject a whole bunch of yeah. like crazy. Yeah, it's usually ads something and... small. Um, <laughs> and usually, probably for verifying that it's coming from the uh, who would say it's coming from or whatever. So I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> well, I have to. It must be a day of like dumb things to do and say because yeah. I was playing with Google Analytics and I was using the Brave browser and I was like, the dashboard doesn't say there's anybody on this site. <laughs> Why not? Ah, oh, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to turn, I had to turn the shields down. I was like, there I am. <laughs> yeah, so our traffic would be through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Which, if everyone's using Brave Browser, yeah. we have no idea. Yeah. So well, I'm still upset. It. Yeah, Yanzu, uh, who we interviewed a few weeks back from Brave, has still not retweeted us. Mm. What? I know. So that's why I'm here today to announce my official endorsement of Edge. <laughs> gentlemen, Edge. Man, I don't know if that's where you want to plant your flag. <laughs> if you're looking for your data to be less secure, Edge. I don't Crawl. know that's necessarily a fair claim, is no, it? Like, well, it's less Edge secure. is actually a pretty safe browser. Crawl. But not as secure as Brave. <laughs> no, it's not as secure as Brave. Okay, that's my point. I don't know. Less I still use Chrome, so... On a more important <laughs> note, where is that fan? I should have <laughs> went with y'all's recommendation. should have went and got my fan. I, I turned some extra lights on. <laughs> yeah, you well, did. The, the pressure is on now that we know we'll get criticized if we mispronounce anything. Yeah, so I know, right? Everybody's breaking a sweat. <laughs> Jump uh, on everybody. Uh, I always sweat. Joe, what browser do you, do you use at home? Um, I like to be watched and surveilled, so I use Chrome. How about yeah. you? So I'm Same. getting mixed signals from you, Joe. I, I'm getting, I put a bunch of plugins too, so that they're always watching. I, I, I do you just have use three Yahoo? Chrome. That, that's just because it integrates with everything, and I just don't want to spend hours solving so problems. So that's that's the thing. That's why I like Brave because yeah. all the extensions that I've used have worked thus far. Yeah. I don't use a great number of extensions or anything like that, but. I haven't had that many problems. I uh, My requirement for web browser is it needs to run on all my various platforms, and I need bookmark sync. 
Mm-hmm. Like those, those are my two important features. And I think Bookmarsh Sync is actually using blockchain in Brave. Oh, really? in, in Brave, it's, it is. Yeah, Brave yeah. is a blockchain uh, backed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there you go. That's cool. I learned something today. Good. All right. Our next article is from our uh, the source that we commonly go to here on Technado with Don Bissett, People. People, People magazine, magazine. People. people.com. <laughs> uh, Shark Tank's Barbara uh, Corcoran uh, loses almost $400,000 in phishing scam. Quote, I won't be getting the money back. Update. Uh, update. She got the money back today. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, I, I can, I can kind of give us the rundown of what happened here. And, and it's a little upsetting to say she lost this money because it's not like she got some email and, and went to it. it she was got actually fished. Her, it was her accounting department. Beer bra Corcoran. <laughs> Click the link like she shouldn't. Oh, now I'm distracted by this mascara ad and uh, this other suggested article about Adam Levine. Uh, so, Daniel, help me. These are these are called BECs, right? Business email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the official name? Do you remember? So, uh, not off the top of my head. I think it's BEC. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, so basically, the idea is that they get into your system and they create emails that are very pointed toward, hey, I'm in a meeting real quick. Here's what I need you to do. I need yeah. you to pay this. And they said the email address it came from was only one letter right. off. Because, it, yeah. it, well, it's easy to spoof them or yeah. just get a domain that's similar. And then people, because of the urgency of it, it's very similar to phishing. Yeah. right? So because it's coming from the right person yeah. with the information that looks correct, you go, oh, I need to pay this invoice or I need to do something monetarily to the business funds and let's just get that done because it's an emergency. They pay the money and yeah. now you're done. It's actually pretty sophisticated and it usually starts with the attackers gaining access to somebody's mailbox, right? Yeah. Uh, usually through password reuse. So there's some other compromised database out there and they're able to replay that password into your email system and they get into your email. But once they're in, they look at your email history and they see like, are you somebody in accounting or finance? Are you somebody who pays bills? And then they look at the types of bills that you normally get, that you routinely get. And do you do wire transfers? Do you do credit card payment? Do they figure out what's your normal operation? And then from there, they forge an email and they can insert it directly into your mailbox. So you, there's not a chance for servers to reject it as being a forgery that shows like, hey, so-and-so needs a wire transfer. And in this case, you know, she does a lot of real estate. And so it was... Hey, we need four hundred thousand dollars transferred into this account for this remodel project that's going on. Which in, probably happens wherever. all the time. Yeah, she said it happens a lot. Uh, but for her, right? Not for people yeah. like us. Yeah. So if, for me, it would be like, hey, I need twenty bucks to come out of the ATM at Publix. <laughs> <laughs> Please, the cops are here. Like, Hold on, this is way too high. This is not Don's normal pattern. How am I supposed to pay this bail? <laughs> so, uh, so in this case, the accountant received it, and she didn't think twice about it. She just forwarded the money because that's what she normally does, right. and it went to a routing number that was not. Not theirs, you know, to, to the scammers. Now, she's absolutely right. And when, when she said, I won't be getting that money back, no one ever gets the money back. In fact, this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody getting all of the money back. A German bank had frozen the transaction. Which is not her bank, but the bank it was going to, I believe. Yeah. And well, from what I read, that was because her account <coughs> flagged it as fraud. And they saw that it was flagged as fraud and stopped the transaction. That's why they froze it. It was they it's, were, yeah. It said that the U.S. bank asked the German bank to freeze it. Right. So so they must have seen a pattern there. Maybe she doesn't normally send money international. Maybe you know yeah. whatever it <laughs> yeah. was. Or maybe they they knew. Hey, we've I think seen that this they other. Realized they got they got hit. Yeah. yeah, and said, "Hey, this is not right." And we still have a chance. Yeah. They must have noticed pretty quick because yeah, I've really quick. I've talked to several people where this has happened, and in every instance, the bank's like, "I'm sorry, that money's already been transferred along." And, you know, it's gone and you can fill out an affidavit, the FBI will take a report and you can file your insurance claim. 
And that, that's normally how it is. Someone throws a tantrum like a three-year-old and sets the bank on fire. Well, <laughs> well I want my money back. <laughs> well, good for her. You know, it's good <laughs> to see. <laughs> it's it's good to see the little people. You know, don't, don't get but I really needed that four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Man, I'm really nine, stopping myself nine. from getting this thing flagged. So let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. So all I can think that, of is yeah. like like a weird like substitutional cipher where all my business emails are like 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 spam and stuff. And I go if I count every third letter. <laughs> Uh, Don says I need to come see him. <laughs> and bring all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it was embedded in this pornography. You could do the Pete Townsend thing, right? Where like, it was for research. <laughs> well, she needed to pay this anal bleaching bill ASAP. <laughs> Um, and there goes the flag. So, <laughs> real quick, Donna, don't think that you would let me claim that. I'm like, hey, Don, fine. It's this email's fine. It was for research, You're like just to get your stuff. Yeah. Let's research what happens when you're fired. <laughs> unemployment. Let's research how unemployment works. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> perfect segue here. Um, Tell us all that about that book. It, where, where can we get that book, Joe? <laughs> yes, um, we could get the book at Amazon, of course, and oh, Barnes and Noble, yeah. and of course wherever you get your fine books. Here, let me. Let, I'm going to increase sales real quick. Watch, Alexa, add Architecting Enterprise Blockchain Solutions to my shopping cart. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> all the people <laughs> that had it on speaker at, at home. There you go. Thank you. We just lost subscribers. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, because that thing does not pick here who you are. <laughs> no, it doesn't. My daughter the other day, I'm sitting at my desk and my phone rings and says it's my wife. I pick it up. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, hi, daddy. I'm like, hey, what, what are you doing? She's like, I told Alexa to call you, and she did. <laughs> she was She's talking crazy. to me through the Alexa. Nice. I was like, oh crap. And by the way, uh, we, there was no one still listening after he talked about anal bleaching. So, uh, <laughs> actually, if I'm in the car, you're like, turn this up. This is my jam. Where does he get it done? <laughs> so I don't know what that is, and I'm scared to ask. I, I was just gonna let it go. <laughs> Joe, anything else uh, coming up? Trade shows, or well, like, those are all closed now because that's, of the coronavirus. But uh, what, yeah, what's going on with you? That's a good question. It, it's hard to know with yeah. all that's going on. But I do hope to go to Consensus up in New York, which is in May. And uh, I'll also be uh, teaching at a IT Pro Camp, uh, IT Pro Camp uh, in Jacksonville as well, coming nice. up in June. So. Uh, if people want to connect with you, is there a, like a personal website or, or LinkedIn profile? What's the best way to, to talk to you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we want to go over to myblockchainexperts.net or LinkedIn is perfectly fine as well. All right. And also, I have a new podcast called Techie Cast Jacks, where I just talk about tech and what's going on about, you know, blockchain and cloud. And Is it specific to Jacksonville? Like, are we talking about companies from Jacksonville? Mainly focused Jacks? Jacksonville area, but I do, of course, expand out because sure. it's really hard to keep busy in Jacksonville. So Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, well, I talked about both the companies here. Like, using Jacksonville ain't got a lot going on. Yeah, what about Gainesville? How's that going? Yeah. <laughs> Crime ridden. Yeah. Bunch hey, of drugs. Yeah. They got Wi-Fi for Jack. <laughs> we have trees. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, we got a couple things coming up. Want to let you know about here over at IT Pro TV. Oh, what? No, I was just I was going to mess with you. Carry on. Don't okay. do anything. You're cool. Yeah. Feel free to push any of those buttons. Uh, first of all, uh, if you head over to itpro.tv/webinars, you can see the upcoming ones. Uh, next one we have is Thursday, March 12th. Removing the Slack with Microsoft Teams. That's going to be Adam Gordon and Cherokee Booth. We also, uh, if you head over to that website, you can also see all the past webinars archived. Uh, just did how to train your end user, reimagine performance monitor, a few other things like that. So uh, check that out at itpro.tv slash webinars. Uh, also, uh, while you're on the internet, go to go.itpro.tv slash technado, where you can get a 30% off coupon code for ITProTV and fill out a form to get a demo for your team for our business plans. Uh, check that all out at go.itpro.tv slash technado. And another cool thing we're doing actually this Friday, but it will be archived in case uh, you missed it. So uh, this Friday is what, the 7th, 6th? Sixth. Sixth. Uh, we're playing Backdoors and Breaches, which is a game created by Black Hills Security. Is that right, Daniel? Black Hills InfoSec. In Black Hills InfoSec, yeah. What? Yeah, I'm doing this off my head, Justin. Oh, <laughs> He's like, you are not reading a script there. Uh, but, but it's, <laughs> no, I was uh, confused because there's like a date that like overrun. I go, hold on uh, a second. Uh, what does this date go to? That's why I look confused. It's a uh, it's card game. It's basically like a, I don't want to say Dungeons and Dragons, but that kind of thing where you're it playing a game it, of it's chance. Creating a scenario. <laughs> yeah, and you got the 20-sided die and all that yeah. fun stuff. But we actually worked with them to create a digital version of the game, and but we're going to be playing it live with... Daniel, Don, Ronnie, Mike, and Wes. Wes. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Uh, Sounds like everybody but me. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be a good game then. Um, so that's going to be exciting. It's <laughs> taking place uh, in the live channel at IT Pro TV, uh, the, the on-air page. So if you uh, create a free account, uh, you can go ahead and watch that for free and uh, interact with the guys in the chat. They'll be watching that and suggest moves, make fun of them, do whatever. Justin will be in there heckling. Oh, my God, you are just... Fever sweating over there. <laughs> First symptom of coronavirus. Uh, but I didn't have it last week, and I still <laughs> sweated like that. <laughs> Matter so, of fact, if we look through the archives, I just sweat like this all the time. How, how can we extend this show till Justin just passes out? I'm not going to pass out because I'm not a sissy. <laughs> he, Plus, he'd probably walk through you first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he passes out on top of me trying to get out. Uh, hey, subscribe. Uh, if you're if you're watching this over YouTube, subscribe to the channel there and uh, check out all of the other content from Mighty Pro TV and all the, the new episodes of Technado with Don Pizzetta each week. Or if you're on iTunes or... Uh, the other one, Spotify. Spotify, thank you. Newly Google on Play. Spotify, right? Newly on new Spotify, name? yeah. Is Stitcher a thing? Stitcher's a thing. Podbean's a thing. Okay. Um, other ones I make up probably. Um, Voats. Uh, if you're on Voats. P a w d pod dot com. You are trying to drag this episode out, aren't you? Like, is there a minute count we're going just, for? Just, oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> Bro, I've been that, we've been three minutes in. I'm just gonna start slinging his sweat on you. There you Joe, go. Joe, thank you again for coming yes, over to join us, and uh, you're welcome anytime uh, that you write a new book. <laughs> That'll be a couple more months. I'll see you then. More, more importantly, when are we coming to your podcast? Oh yeah. I'll be inviting you fairly soon. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, build up that audience first. Okay. Maybe you come out to Jax or TPC and we'll do a Ooh, podcast. Hey, I like that. Uh, we can do that. That sounds fun. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzetta.